0: listening to the az wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. great deal going on you throw down five bucks on an nfl game you win you get two hundred dollars in free plays so now we're joined by a very special guest a guy who i first heard about in seventh grade on the pop warner scene um playing uh mr jamari joiner hello jamari how are you i'm good how are you not too bad, not too bad. Before we kind of get into who Jamari is a little bit, I wanted to uh talk to you a little bit about first of all getting the win last Saturday and then the video that kind of went viral of you going in and embracing the fans. Um, just was that kind of your local love coming out there? What exactly was that? Because it was a pretty cool moment right there.
1: Um, I just I, the first thing that came to mind was just like thank thank everybody for for supporting us and just I know that just as big as a as a as a win it was for us. It was a, just as big as a win for Tucson. So I just wanted to go over to that side and just because those are the people who really didn't storm the field. So I went over there and I just wanted to say thank you to everybody. And I know there's people over there that that really wish they can jump the fence, but they didn't. So I just wanted to thank everybody over there for coming and supporting us and just really showing your showing your Wildcat colors on Saturday.
0: Now, how much does you know, you're a kid that's pretty much synonymous with Tucson. Um, how much does playing in front of your home city mean to you?
1: Um, it means a lot, just because when I was growing up I always used to watch Kadim Carey and he was a Tucson kid, so I'm like, I just I just wanna I wanna put on for Tucson how he did. I wanna show love to Tucson and really give back and uh just playing in front of playing in front of them on Saturdays and Friday nights is just it's something that you can't you can't uh, replace that failure.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your odyssey. So first of all, you played on a loaded team that not a lot of people even know about. You played for the Tucson Falcons. And this is a team that, a program that's had NFL guys, that's had people like yourself, Stan Berryhill, Bijan, Lathan Ransom across the board. My question is this, when you were playing at that time, and you were obviously one of the standouts, but did you have any idea the amount of, talent division one talent you were playing with at the time
1: um i never really uh we also had uh, jacoby covington yes uh he um so basically it, it's really just i always used to play with the older kids i never played with my age group mm-hmm. uh, so like uh derrick hall um cam denson Kalen daboski like those those names, I used to compete against them when I was younger. Um, so just just being able to to do that and raise my athleticism because they're older than me, I'm not developed as, as, as much as they were. So I didn't realize how much D1 talent or future NFL prospects that we had on that team. It was really just kids that I grew up with, uh, that I see every day, and we're competing. It's really just compete when we're out there. Hard-nosed coaching, hard-nosed football, um, hard-nosed fans, hard-nosed parents. So it's just like it's that all around just that community and that bond that we created. It wasn't really anything to where we are D1 right now. We want to get to D1, so we just pushed each other to get there.
0: Now, you're a humble kid, so I'm going to speak for you here a little bit, but I want you to be honest here. Was there – was there ever a point when you realized that you could do a lot of things athletically on the football field, on the track that a lot of other kids just couldn't do?
1: Um, there wasn't really any any I just thought I was just playing football because growing right. up, I was just I want to play football. I want to play. I don't care where I'm playing. I used to play D end, linebacker, safety fullback. I was I was Stan's fullback when we played um, each other, with each other, with the Falcons. I was his fullback. He was a running back. And it's just really just, I want to play football. So, when it came to the track aspect, it was just, I want to run. I want to be the best. I want to run. I want to I win. So, I just pushed myself to do different things and throw the javelin, do long jump, run the hurdles. I ran the hurdles specifically just because um, it was just something that is different everybody it takes a different mindset to to run the 110 hurdles it takes a different mindset to run the 300 hurdles because when you hit a hurdle and you fall it's, it's going to see how you respond how you're going to bounce back are you going to just lay down and ah my knee hurts or I fail I got to keep going so it's just I just I just I believe when I was younger it was really I want to be different that was my thing I used to wear different socks I used to wear inside out socks uh, different ice foot lanyards on my backpack, all kinds of stuff. i just I just wanted it to be different. So I felt like that in my in my personality trait um, on the field was just be different. So yeah I think so,
0: kind of- so i first so I first hear about you, and when I first heard the last name Joiner, I immediately think, is that any relation to, to money? because when I was coming up, that was that was the guy that was, you know, He could have gone anywhere he wanted. And Did you know at any point just how good your uncle was at football? Because for anybody in the mid '90s that was, you know, that was in middle school, he was that dude. That's how good he was.
1: Yeah. So um, for the Falcons, our home field—that was our home field. Mm-hmm. So I used to see a lot of alumni and stuff like that. I used to be like, your uncle was your uncle was that guy. And they used to tell me, my grandpa, he went to Tucson High your grandpa was that guy. Like, they used to tell me that all the time. And I i never really understood it. I was young, so it wasn't – I never really truly understood. I used to go to his – I went to a couple of games when he was um, – I believe he was at uh, Portland State. I went mm-hmm. to a couple of out there. I just remember it being super cold, but I, I didn't really, really realize how good he was doing or what he was doing. So I was just young. But now that I look back, I look at his stats and what he did, he was pretty good.
0: Yeah. So we had uh, we had Dennis Benet on a couple weeks ago and massive fan of you and uh, and the family. And he said something, Jamari, that I thought was really fascinating. He said Jamari Joyner was as good a freshman as I've ever coached. He said, you name all the guys, whether it's Bijan, whether it's, you know, um, Bijan, whether it's uh, Cam Denson, he said this is the this was the guy that was as good as I ever coached, and he said there was a reason that I felt comfortable putting him at quarterback as a freshman. When you stepped onto the field as a freshman at South Point, and you're a, again, you're a freshman out there going to get seniors, that had to have been hit a little bit different than just playing pop Warner against the older kids.
1: Yes, I used to have people in my uh, my freshman class like bro, you're only 13 and you're playing against 18-year-olds. And I didn't really, like, see it, see it like that. I was – the only thing that was – for me is the speed of the game just went up. And I just uh, – I knew that when I walked on the on the campus and I was kind of evaluating myself, like, like, mentally evaluating myself with other players, like, size-wise, um, speed-wise. And I just – once I started getting comfortable, at that point it was really just – get in my groove and just play football. And right. when, because uh, I played quarterback my last two years of Pop Warner, mm-hmm. then I went to receiver when I went to South Point. Um, and then when he asked me to go to quarterback, and that was just my opportunity to just be different. So right. um, when he asked me to do that, it never really clicked that I was so young going against older kids. It was really just play football and really uh, feed my family, just try to get to college and, get my college paid for
0: okay so you get so you spend the last couple years at Cienega then and um, Arizona Arizona State offer you was it a situation where you always wanted to go to the U of A were you always going to look around a little bit Um, what was kind of the thought process for you yeah so growing up um, my
1: my uncle was always like get out of Arizona do what you have to do get out of Arizona." And there are stories of him, he was committed to Arizona, then he decommitted and then went to another place. But um, he's just always told me, get out of Tucson, get out of Tucson. My mom, get out of of Tucson. So um, I never really focused on Arizona. I never really focused on any other school. It was really just where I feel that I can do what I need to do to get out of Tucson. Right. Um, When I committed to Arizona, it was really – this is this is the best fit for me, and this is the best fit for me to be able to get
0: out of Tucson. G- gotcha. So now you get. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your track. Let's talk a little bit about your track, and then we'll get back to football. Um, anybody that saw you in the state track meet where you basically it almost looked like you lapped the field? Was there anybody that uh, in your life that maybe you got some of that speed from?
1: Yeah, I got that speed a hundred percent. Don't tell my dad, but I got a hundred percent from my mom. my mom is i live my track is through her like that's what i got my track skills from
0: let's uh i'll tell you what why don't we bring in somebody that could maybe talk a little bit about uh, your track and about exactly how you were able to make this happen uh christina pena is joining us jamari's (laughs) mother hello christina hello All right. All right. So you take take us through, take everybody out here a little bit about how, you know, growing up, raising Jamari and about he just said he got his speed from you. Break it down.
2: Well, how I found out that he was fast is that I caught a stray dog and I was chasing that dog and I was going pretty fast trying to catch the dog. And I turned around and Jamari was there. He caught up with me. And he stood right behind me the whole time I was running. And that right there clicked in my head that he's going to be an athlete. He's going to be an athlete. So got him into football, started with flag football. And then we started doing track with the Arizona Titans. And then um, we had, um, I had met his stepdad. And so Alton came into our lives when he was around fourth grade. And that's when we started really working with Jamari as far as training. And um, Alton was the one that really got him into hurdles to do something different and to work on different um, speed techniques and things like that. So technically, hurdles really actually got him faster. So that's when when he was younger, that's when I was like, he's going to be an athlete. So we needed to work with him. And we did.
0: Jamari, talk a little bit about the lady at the bottom of the screen right now and how she's just kind of shaped who you are in this community, a person that everybody knows and respects?
1: Yeah, so my mom, she's practically been the backbone for everything that I've done. Um, I told my mom when I was younger, um, I said, I promise I'm going to get college paid for. And that was just my motivation, just to get college paid for and just make make the best of what I had. So um, for track, she was always on me. She was my coach. She was literally my coach. for my for my uh, position or my event that I was doing, and then my dad Alton he was he was my my hurdles coach, so there was no room for me to really slack off. There was no room for me to take a rep off, as weight coaches would say. So it was just it was always go 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 go. I'd go home in middle school. I'd go home and I'd work out. Like, right, right, right after school, I work out, then we we'll go to football practice, and I come home and do pull-ups or sit-ups or something, just because that's what that's what um, my stepdad really instilled in me. He just, like, he was always talking about, down south, they're working. Down south, they're working. So, like, I, was, I used to get so irritated with him and be like, well, I'm from the West Coast. Like, this is what we do down here. This is what we're doing. So, I motivation with him. So, like like, this is what we do. This is what we do. So, I just – Growing up, you got me. Yeah,
0: What's yeah, all? you're
1: good. All right, so like that's pretty much what pushed me to really be so like, like I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna keep going. So like, when my when my mom came to the track, she was always like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go." Like she'll always be clapping, like all in everybody's face, like "Let's go, let's go, let's go." <laughs> and if I was in the back, it was there was no there was no, like, there was no leeway. I'd have to run. I'd have to do something. So it was just with my mom being there and just seeing how, how happy she gets. Like when she used to record my football games, I used to score and the camera would be everywhere. And even though the camera, the camera everywhere and I'd, I'd hear her screaming and that's all I needed to see. Like, that's all I needed to hear because like, I knew that that's what made my mom happy. That's what, that's what brings joy into her life. So like, Every time when I score or I make a play, I just like I I know that my mom's going crazy. So like that's just like my motivation to like make plays and do what I have to do.
0: Now, talk a little bit about you. You know, you uh, you mentioned that you made a promise that you know you're never going to have to pay for college. And uh, was that kind of a driving force behind that that work ethic that you guys both had?
1: Yeah, I feel like that was that's literally the, only, the, the the driving force for everything because when I had went through my situation and I got dismissed from South Point early in my career and I, I, thought, I thought football was over. I lost my offers. After my freshman year, I thought football was over. I was like, they're not going to want me anymore. They're doing this. And every day after school, I went to Andrada Polytechnic High School in my sophomore year for um, a semester and every day after school, I go work out until it was dark outside. Every day, I finished my homework at school, I come home and I'd work out until it was dark outside. I try to um, I try to dunk on the rim, I try to do all kinds of stuff to get my, my bunnies up, as we would say, our bunnies up, and just try to do little things just to, to make sure that I can still get college paid for And After my sophomore year went by and I came out junior year and my my first game of the season went by. That next Saturday, um, that following Saturday after our Friday night game, I get a call from uh, Coach Rod Smith from U of A, and I get my first offer. And it was the first game of the year, and I just like I broke down crying. I called my mom. I was crying, and it was just like like I did it. Like I, I I kept my promise, and it just it just shows that if you like stay stay the course, everything's gonna work out in your favor. So I just never. I just took that time of me getting set back to really push me to go harder.
0: Christina, why don't you talk a little bit about the character of your son? Hmm. Mine's very
2: (laughs) interesting. (laughs) He's a lot like me in a lot of ways. Um, He carries his heart on his shoulder. He's always thinking about um, the next person. So, and with that video that kind of went viral, he, that definitely showed a lot that you never forget where you come from, no matter what. You never forget, and you never forget who's supporting you. You know, you always say thank you. You always be polite. Always take a couple of seconds of your time to make sure that, you know, if if a kid is looking up to you and wants to say hi, take that second to say hi. You know, so his characteristic, there's a lot of me there. There's a lot of his stepdad there. Um, just he's all around a really good person. Now, I'm not just saying that just because he's, you know, my son, but he does the best that he can, and he works hard at what he wants, so I'm happy. It's
1: Another another thing that really, like, affected my character is my mom bringing me to work with her when I I was young. I used to see people in wheelchairs with legs cut off, all kinds of stuff, and I used to, like, that used to like help me appreciate what I have and not take it mm-hmm. for granted. As people, I told I told the receiver room a couple of weeks ago, and um, I had seen two kids in a wheelchair and they're playing catch with the football, and I was like, we're driving in the bus and they're on the on the on the mall when we're coming to the to the stadium, and I see them and I'm just thinking like they would they would kill like literally anything they can to be able to be on this bus and play under these lights. On, on, on Saturday and it just, it just made me appreciate what I had more and just to go harder because I felt like I needed to go harder for them because of the situation they're in and they can't change it. So it's like, I felt like, I don't know. I just, that stuff like that just motivates me to do more, to do better.
0: I think of a quote from uh, Jay Dobbins who coached you at uh, Sal Point. And I, first time I asked him about you and this was when you were, uh, you were at Siena and you were committed. And he said two things about JJ, as he called you. He said, God touched that young man on his shoulder and gave him skills that very few other people have. And he said, but if football doesn't work out for him, this guy could be the president. This guy could be the governor. People rally around him. And i that was a quote from Jamari. This was four or five years ago that has always stuck with me, that when he said, "If football doesn't work out, this guy is going to be a leader of some people," so you got a lot of people in your corner all throughout the city, my man.
1: Yes, sir, and that's just that's that's a lot of a lot of the reason when I was in the portal, I came back just because I feel like I owe it to to my city. Um, just to, I feel like I can't I can't leave here until we until we get a rose bowl until I bring my mom back a rose. So it's just like I feel like we need to we need to get that and bring it back here.
0: Jamari, Christina, I know you're both busy. I can't thank you enough for both popping on here. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank me
2: you, guys. Michael. Thank you very much of, for having of, me.
0: Of course. We'll talk to you soon. We'll get you this audio and everything. Appreciate you both. All right, yes, sir. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you soon. And whew, honestly, um, that's that's a big reason why I have the passion that I do about the sport and about the city of Tucson is seeing stuff like that right there. And, um, It just when you when you watch the unvarnished emotion about a kid repping his city, when you watch the love that he has for his mom right there, a woman that did so much that behind the scenes to help shape him and to watch what he's become from, like I said, when I first heard about him in seventh grade, it's something that's unique. And I think it's unique to Tucson and you know, as always, really appreciate you guys popping on here. I'm a little choked up just to watch that interaction right there. So I'm going to get to my DraftKings read real quick, and then uh, pop back on here with a little bit more stuff. But again, if you're not on DraftKings, you should be on DraftKings. It's really that simple. You put down five bucks, you get $200 in free plays if you win the NFL game that you put that game down on. There's some pretty good games out here. You're in the middle of the week right now. And so in the middle of football season, you got a lot of stuff that you could bet. You could bet parlays. You can do a lot of different things. But remember, if you put down the five bucks, it's got to be on an NFL game. And if you win, you get $200 in free plays. Now, this is 21 and up, Arizona only, gambling issue, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. That's the only place you need to be. That's the one-stop shop. All right, so let's get to some questions right here, and let's get to some comments. First, we got Bob, who was on, uh, and uh, he says... He had a beer with his uh with Jamari's uncle once, and he kept telling me that his nephew was going to be special. Glad you stayed, Jamari. We need kids like you and Stanley to put forth for this city, and that's what it's about, right there. That is just that's that's exactly what it's about. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Tamani Joiner was a guy who mid nineteen nineties at Amphi was somebody who, when I was about eight, because I've always been kind of a nerd in this regard, I heard about, and he went off to Oregon. And he had to he had to transfer. Had some issues, like a lot of people do when they're early. And but this was a guy that could have played in the NFL. And so, like I said, when I first heard Jamar, uh, Jamari Joiner's name, and I'm like Joiner. And then when it came that they, they were that was his uncle. It was like, oh gosh, not only is this kid super talented, but he comes from royal bloodlines. So that was something that uh, to money was spot on and a good call right there, Bob. And. Um, you know, one more thing, and then we'll get to Jordan C.'s remarks. Bob makes a point. This city doesn't get the love it uh, it deserves when it de- comes to high school sports. Thank you. A couple different things. We talked a lot about Sal Point there, and Jamari talked about how he started his career at Sal Point. Just look around college football right now. Bijan Robinson, starter at Texas. Lathan Ransom, starter at Ohio State. Jonah Miller, offensive lineman Oregon. Bruno Fina, offensive lineman, UCLA. Jamari Joyner, wide receiver slash quarterback, Arizona. Stan Berryhill, one of the leading wide receivers in the country from a statistical perspective. Tucson has put out good talent, especially in football these last couple years, and it's something that you shouldn't really sleep on because it's not going anywhere. The city's only getting better. And I think when you've got guys like Jamari who are kind of following in that Kadeem Carey role, It's only going to motivate more people out there. And honestly, that's something that I think should impress a lot of people out there. And the cool thing too, honestly, guys, and I appreciate all of you. I really do from the bottom of my heart on the AZ Wildcats podcast. It's fantastic because we can get guests like Jamari. We can get his mom to pop in on top of that. We can get guys like Jay Dobbins. We can get, you know, uh, Jim Rosborough has been on here. The U of A has been fantastic as far as supplying us with who we need and it's only getting started here. So again, check out, GoPhnx website, uh, down, download, subscribe to the AZ wildcats podcast. I mean, this is really what it's about. It's about a community feel. And I think that honestly, this show right there kind of really put that out there. So, all right, guys, before we, uh, before we sign off though, I did want to say a couple things. We got Arizona basketball tomorrow. And then we got Arizona football after that. So we're going to have a lot of live streams. Want you to hop in with all of your comments post-game. We're on right after the game. And Arizona is playing the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. Now, if you're on DraftKings, you might want to check out and see exactly what that line would be because I think Arizona is probably going to score over that line, at least from a team uh, total point perspective. And again, you should be on DraftKings either way, like I just told you that You throw down 5 bucks, you get $200 in free plays if you win the NFL game. What's the worst case scenario? You're out 5 bucks. Come on. If you're on DraftKings, you can afford the 5 bucks, but you know what's even better? The 200 if you win. That's the way that we roll around here. And there's a lot of games you got going on. We're literally in the heart of betting season. You got college football, college basketball, NBA, NFL, What more do you really need? I mean, heck, you even got hockey in there. I don't know anything about hockey, but it's just as good to bet on. So a lot of different things from DraftKings Sportsbook app that you should throw on there. Again, it's the app that you got to highlight. So we'll be back with you breaking down everything that you got with the uh, uh, college basketball U of A tomorrow. Hopefully we're breaking down a real uh, butt whooping because after that, Arizona schedule starts to kick up a little bit. You got Wichita State. Then you're going to be in tournaments where you could be facing Michigan, Tennessee, Illinois. We're going to find out really quickly just how good Arizona is. And honestly, it's going to be a good time because this is a fun brand of basketball. And Tommy Lloyd is a fun coach to watch out there. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, check it out. And again, for everybody out there, KB Thiel, Jordan C., Scott Schlittenhart, uh, Bob. Everybody out there, even the one didn't uh, contribute on the chat, we appreciate all of you. The podcast will be up shortly. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.
3: We're driven by the search for better.